We're going to open our service today a little differently. In People of the Spirit, this is a, a book, uh, the 1906 Azusa Street Revival is noted as pivotal in the establishment of the Assemblies of God, which was formally organized in 1914. I found this responsive reading, which was designed for use in an African-American congregation. I invite you to read with me this morning as we acknowledge the roots of our movement and give glory to God for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I will read the non-bold sections and everyone will read the bold sections. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. Suddenly from heaven, there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as a fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. And they heard one another in their own languages. Egyptians understood Judeans, and Judeans understood Asians, and Asians understood Arabs. They heard each other declare in their native tongues the wonderful works of God. Thus the church was born on Pentecost Day. We pray for the continued outpouring of your spirit upon the church so that the fires of Pentecost may anoint us to take the gospel of Jesus Christ to all the world. Thank you for African-American churches, which have kept the spirit of Pentecost in the forefront of their teaching and religious expression. We remember the Azusa Street Revival of Los Angeles, conducted by William J. Seymour. This great revival gave birth to modern-day Pentecostalism. Bishop Mason, founder of the Church of God in Christ, said, I prayed earnestly that God would give me, above all things, a religion like the one I had heard about from the old slaves and seen demonstrated in their lives. Jesus said, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses. Lord, as witnesses, we thank you for all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for fire shut up in our bones. You have done marvelous things. May your spirit continually fall fresh on us. Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this place, in our hearts, in our homes, in our lives, and in our world. Help us to release the anointing of the Holy Spirit, which dwells within us. Let us pour your blessing into the lives of others. Let us lift up the name of Jesus with power from on high. Amen. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven, like a roaring, the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames of tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other and the languages at the Holy Spirit as the Holy Spirit gave them the ability. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in, living in Jerusalem. 
When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running, and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. Y estaban atónitos y maravillados, diciendo, Mirad, ¿no son galileos todos estos que hablan? ¿Cómo? Pues les oímos nosotros hablar cada uno en nuestra lengua en la que hemos nacido. Here we are, Parthians, Medes, Elamites, people from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, the province of Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the areas of Libya around Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. Les oímos hablar en nuestras lenguas las maravillas de Dios. Ils étaient tous dans les étonnements et ne sachant que penser, ils se disaient les uns les autres, que vous dire ceci, mais les autres se méconnent et disaient, ils sont pleins de vendus. Then Peter stepped forward with the eleven other apostles and shouted to the crowd, Listen carefully, all of you, fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem, make no mistake about this. These people are not drunk. As some of you are assuming, nine o'clock in the morning is much too early for that. Más esto en lo que he dicho por el profeta Joel. Y en los postreros días, dice Dios, derramé de mi espíritu sobre toda la carne, y vosotros, hijos, y vuestras hijas, profetizarán vuestros jóvenes verán, verán visiones y vuestros ancianos soñarán sueños y de cierto sobre mis sirvientos y sobre mis sirvi, sirvientas en aquellos días derrama mi espíritu y profetizarán and I will cause wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and clouds of smoke. The sun will become dark and the moon will turn blood red before that great and glorious day of the Lord arrives. Let everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Set a fire The resurrection of Christ was ushering in a completely new paradigm for humanity and for our relationship with God. Eternal life appeared in the midst of mortality. We spent the weeks between Easter and now talking about transforming community using the appearances of Jesus following his resurrection as the backdrop. After he had appeared to his disciples for 40 days, he ascended to heaven. We read in Luke chapter 24, starting at verse 49, And now I will send the Holy Spirit just as my Father promised. But stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power, from heaven. Then Jesus led them to Bethany, and lifting his hands to heaven, he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up to heaven. 
So they worshiped him and then returned to Jerusalem filled with great joy. And they spent all their time in the temple praising God. Ten days following the ascension, Jesus' followers were together in one place when the day of Pentecost was fully come. Jesus had talked to his disciples and even the crowds many times about the Holy Spirit, preparing them for this second wave of the new paradigm. John's gospel records many of these predictions. One is in chapter 7, starting at verse 37. On the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds, Anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare, rivers of living water will flow from his heart. When he said living water, he was speaking of the spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him. But the spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet entered into his glory. So we have read the account from Acts 2 about the day of Pentecost. What are the forever changes brought about on this day? I'm going to focus on three things. All people, every place, anytime. All right? So let's start with all people. Pentecost means that no longer does the Holy Spirit visit only some people some of the time. When we look at the Old Testament, we see how God visited people, spoke to people. I just read this week about his um, appearing to Samuel and calling out to Samuel and, and, the, and the boy Samuel not even understanding it was the Lord talking to him. Those are, there are instances of that throughout the Old Testament, but they were specifically some people and at certain times. The day of Pentecost changed that. We see the beginning of the fulfillment of the prophecy in Joel that his spirit will be given to all people. This was such a game changer that it even took the apostles a while to understand the fullness of this paradigm shift. It isn't until Acts chapter 10 that Peter has the vision of the sheet coming down from heaven with the clean and the unclean animals and then visits Cornelius' house and then all of Cornelius' house receives the Holy Spirit. And he realizes this gift is for Gentiles too. Does, if you don't know what a Gentile is, that means everybody else except the Jews. Most of us, I am pretty sure, are the Gentiles. But they learned this, when he said all people, he didn't just mean all Jewish people. He meant all people he would pour his spirit out on. In Peter's sermon in Acts chapter 2, verse 39, he says, This promise is to you, your children, and to those far away, all who have been called by the Lord our God. That means us all the way in 2018, 
The far away in this verse denotes distance in time, reaching all the way to now, to here, to us. The promise of the Holy Spirit has been extended out and forward to reach all the way to you. (laughs) Yes. Young, old, and in between, male and female, all backgrounds, all tribes, all nations, every ethnicity, every economic status, all ability levels, illiterate or multiple degrees, all political affiliations, Yanni or Laurel, everyone called by the Lord our God, I will pour out my spirit on all people. All right? Did that count any of you out? No. All people. Every place. The Holy Spirit is not limited to one location. And people receive the Holy Spirit in many different places. In um, what is now my normal for this week... A technical difficulty just showed you a video that wasn't the one I meant to show you. I could give you a list of things that have gone on this week, but never mind, because it doesn't change the power of the Holy Spirit. But the one I was going to show you was the same fellow, Sam Huddleston, sharing when he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Guess where he received the Holy Spirit? In prison when he was 19 years old. By himself, he had received the Lord, but he figured out, I can't live for God in this place by myself. I'm, I'm not making it. And in prayer by himself, God endued him with power from on high through baptizing him in the Holy Spirit. And he said that it gave him power to witness. And then this is apparently a follow-up story from that, how that he prayed for another um, friend who was hooked on drugs. Every place. I received the Holy Spirit at a friend's house in the back room in a circle of kids praying. Craig received the Holy Spirit by himself kneeling in his bedroom. It can happen right here in this church during a worship service, in a prayer time at the altar, but it doesn't have to. The promise of the Holy Spirit is not restricted by location. That is good news. You can receive the Holy Spirit. It is not limited by location. Every person, all people, every place, and any time. The day of Pentecost was a one-time event, okay? We're not going to build a structure and try to reinvent that day, and that's how you receive the Holy Spirit. That day was a specific time. Jesus said, I must return to the Father so that you can receive the Holy Spirit, but wait in Jerusalem for the promise to come. That day was a one-time event, Just like the resurrection of Jesus, it happened once. But after that event, many other people received the promise of the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts. There was not a requirement to wait a certain length of time or to show up 
at an appointed time. There was no prescribed timing for receiving the Holy Spirit. A person can receive the Holy Spirit at any time. Now, generally, it's not at a time that you weren't expecting it or seeking for it. It's not usually a walking down the street and just suddenly it happens. But when we seek, just like I talked with the kids, if we ask the Father for the good gift of his Holy Spirit, we can be prepared to receive it. And there's not some sort of formulaic thing about the timing. All people, every place, any time. So why does the day of Pentecost matter in 2018? Some have called the day of Pentecost the birthday of the church. We read that in our, early, our responsive reading earlier. Jesus said he must return to the Father so that he could send the Holy Spirit. It is important to recognize the new paradigm of all people, every place, any time. This simply wasn't the case before Jesus' incarnation, death, burial, resurrection, ascension, and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. God's activity on earth is now flowing through his church, powered by the Holy Spirit, reaching to every corner of the world. That's why it's important in 2018. That day made this day possible. That day is how the church was birthed and given the power to be his witnesses. We are empowered by the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. In Acts 1.8, Jesus told his followers, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. We are empowered by the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I read Craig's sermon from last year on Pentecost Sunday, and there are a couple of things that stood out to me that I just want to repeat um, to share with you about that day. One of the things is the reality that where they were when the Holy Spirit fell was an outside colonnade at the temple. And that's why so many people could hear them because they were already in an outside scenario. And so people are walking by and hearing them. Um, it wasn't necessarily in a residence. It was, it was in this colonnade at the temple. And then the other thing he um, said that one per- this day was so pivotal. This day was so important that some have theorized what made that sound. What made the sound of that wind that it was all of heaven's angels there watching it happen because it was so extraordinary. This was the deal. This was the thing the father had promised and now it's happening. 
and the idea that, uh, that they were all wanting to witness what this was like for the Holy Spirit to be poured out on all people. Pretty cool to think about. We need to remember this day was pivotal in, in getting us to where we are now. But here we are. We, living in 2018, cannot do the work that God has given us to do in our own strength. We must be empowered by the Holy Spirit. During this week's prayer time in the sanctuary on Wednesday, I'm I'm here every Wednesday from 9 to 10. I welcome you if you want to come and just have time to pray. You're welcome to join me. But during it, I was praying in tongues. The Apostle Paul told the church at Corinth that he spoke in tongues more than all of them, and he wanted everyone to have this prayer language. I found myself praying for you. And, and I, I want you to know that is a practice. I pray for all of you by name. And I found myself praying for you as I walked up and down the center aisle praying and asking our loving Heavenly Father that gives good gifts to his children to bless each one of you with the desire to receive the Holy Spirit and to receive the gift of tongues. Now, I'm not giving a detailed teaching on the gift of tongues today, but I want to acknowledge that you might feel unsure about receiving the Holy Spirit because the idea of praying in tongues does not appeal to you. I want to encourage you to not be afraid of it The Father is not going to give you something that is not good. I want to encourage you to not be skeptical about it and to determine that that must be just a bunch of hibber gibberish and it's not from the Holy Spirit. And I certainly don't want you to dismiss the possibility completely. I don't want you to just button up your mind and say, never for me. I'm praying for you that the Lord would plant the desire in your heart if you have not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit that you would begin desiring it. I have found that the gift of praying in tongues or praying in the Spirit, as some people call it, it's a wonderful enrichment to my prayer life. When the time is right, which can be any time, If you have not yet asked for and received the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in your life, our Father in heaven will bless you with good gifts. We believe that as soon as you say yes to being a follower of Jesus, the Holy Spirit enters your life and the transforming work begins in your heart. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is an additional gift And it is available to everyone. I was thinking about it today because I'm reading a book called White Awake. And he was talking about our theology that sometimes when we think about the idea of asking Jesus into our heart, we don't realize that the 
scripture has many more places where it talks about that we are in Christ. It's not that he, we contain him, it's that we are in him. And the same is true for the Holy Spirit. Yes, the Holy Spirit is in my life. But when you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, consider the imagery of baptism where you are fully immersed. It is that you are allowing your life to be fully immersed into the Holy Spirit. Okay, so I don't know if that imagery helps you. But that, yes, the Holy Spirit is everywhere present. He is in your life as a Jesus follower. But there is this additional reality and experience of receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit that is available to us because of the day of Pentecost and the outpouring of his spirit on all people. Through the Holy Spirit, we receive power to be Jesus' witnesses. And don't miss this point, sharing the love of Jesus with who? All people where? Every place when? Any time. The Holy Spirit is for all people, every place, any time. And it, he empowers us to share the gospel, to be his witness to all people, everywhere, any time. Amen? Amen. We're going to close in prayer. And I just want you to... Pause here a moment. We're going to just be quiet before the Spirit for just a moment. I find these moments in the service to be a time for heart response. Sometimes we come forward to indicate that. Sometimes we stay where we are. But what's important is an openness in heart. As, as I preached the series on community, I kept asking you, use this moment to open your heart to the community, to building community with each other. Today, I want you to open your heart to the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. It's a good gift from a loving father. Thank you, Lord. I want you to think about a somebody Somebody that you know in your life or somebody that you admire. And imagine yourself sharing the news of Jesus with that somebody. Holy Spirit, we need your power 
to be your witness. We need your strength and courage and ability and willingness to reach out to be a witness for you. We can't do it in our own strength. But you promised that we would receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on us. And just as at the beginning of service, Rod Loy said, it didn't have to be outside my personality. I think we have lots of introverts here in our church, Lord. You know that. You love us how we are. And I just pray that the Holy Spirit outpouring could happen here for everyone here to be empowered by you to be your witness. Give us open hearts to receive the good gifts you have for us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I am available if anyone wants specific prayer for receiving the Holy Spirit or any of that. I'm going to release you in Jesus' name, and I want you to go forth with that open heart and that desire to receive the Holy Spirit in your life because he's available for all people everywhere, anytime. Amen. God bless you.